Today we're going to be chatting with Dave Williams and Don Blake. Dave is the Senior Vice President of Equipment and Government Relations, and he's going to talk to us about some of the current state of the industry and the future of trucking. Don is a regional sales manager at Kenworth, and he's going to talk to us about some of the newest features and innovations in those Kenworth trucks. Now let's get trucking. Beyond the rig. Well, welcome, Don, Dave. We're glad you're both here today. Although we kind of know who Dave is, and we'll talk to him. Let's Doesn't get to matter. know Don a little bit. I mean, he's been here before. Doesn't he has, been, he has yeah. been on the show before. Our so. peeps know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don, let's get to know you a little bit. Where are you from? Kind of how you, where you grew up, and how you got into the industry, and what you guys kind of been doing for the last few years. Sure. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Southern California. But don't hold that against my wife because that was a long time ago. Um, and then I was recruited to come work for Inland Kenworth uh, 26 years ago. So I really started at the bottom. I was a parts to delivery driver, and then oh. I worked in the warehouse. I worked in the parts department, the service department, service riding. Uh, and then I moved into used truck sales, and then the trailer sales, and then new truck sales, and new truck manager, and general manager. Then I found out I did not like that job. And <laughs> So much HR stuff, man. It's crazy. So anyway, I went asked to go back to sales manager, and my company was really shocked at the time. They're like, "What? No, we'll we'll get you assistant. We'll do this, whatever you want." I said, "I just want to be a salesman. That's what a salesman. That's, That's what I like. Yeah, that's right? what I do. It's in my blood." And uh, so I've been doing that ever since, and um, I really enjoy it. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do so much HR stuff. No, no HR stuff. <laughs> Uh, I sit on the board of Arizona Trucking Association with Dave Williams yep. right here. Oh, okay. Oh. And also uh, the board of Truckers Against Trafficking. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so great nice. organization. So I've known Don for probably 20 years, mm-hmm. and uh, Don is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Let me huh? just tell you. And probably one of the most enthusiastic salespeople <laughs> I've ever met. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things Don does is truck, Truckers Against Trafficking. Huge Mm-hmm. Very important yeah. um, issue. It's 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 a real shame what's happening in our country. Well, Don has basically raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for trucking against trafficking by getting a truck donated and then selling it each year. And it's been a it's been a huge hit. It's made a big difference, and uh, I'm just proud to know him. That's awesome. Wow, that's, that's really great. cool. Yeah. How long has that organization been around? I that's a good question. I think they've been about 15 years. Tad has been around. Okay. So, have you had the opportunity to see, we have a sister company that has a TAT truck. Have you seen it wrapped? I have. Actually, I was there the day you guys did the presentation. I said a few words when when you guys launched that truck. Yeah, it's a pretty cool truck. It's a gorgeous truck. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Human trafficking is just something that we can't afford. So, for all of our drivers out there, you know, we'd encourage you to to get to know who TAT is and, and get involved if you can. Yeah. And don't you guys train all your drivers in TAT training do, on the we onboarding? Do on, we do it Swift. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's that. I mean, that's interesting. And it's sad. It's 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 really well, yeah, sad. It's very one of the. Sad. It's sad that we need an organization, but it's so thankful that we do have it. Mm-hmm. We we are so lucky to have them in this trucking industry, because. You know, the, the truck drivers go to places, they're all across the country where, where right. human trafficking sometimes takes place. And to have this organization that helps do good in the industry mm-hmm. and, and change the image of yeah. trucking mm-hmm. is phenomenal. And, and they really, you know, they really do make a difference. Yeah. Um, they, they've helped rescue uh, 
girls and women out of this this horrible lifestyle. Um, it, it's, there's just it's slavery. It's not a lifestyle. It's it's yeah, literal yeah, it's, slavery. Yeah, exactly. exactly what it is against yeah. their will, of yeah. course. Mm. So yeah. so with the drivers out there, if they go to the website, <clears throat> what type of involvement can they can they have with this organization? So they have, you can be TAT trained and then you get a certification. So they have a video out there and you watch it. It's about 20 minutes. Take a little quiz on the end and you're TAT trained and then you're certified. And so when you're out there, you know what to look for. What are the signs of human trafficking? You know, like the girl doesn't know where she's at. She doesn't have any money or any, she's barefoot, maybe tattoos on the neck, you know, somebody who's standing by her and won't let her have any space. Um, And so we train tat trains to truck drivers and the truck stops and bus industry and, and to spot those things and then call the 800, the 888 number, the human trafficking hotline and report it. That's yeah. cool. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Amazing stories of young girls getting saved. I mean, it's just, it breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway. That's awesome. It's good cause. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. Don, you've been in the industry for a long time. You've probably yes. seen a lot of changes. What type of changes have you seen throughout the years? You know, um, wow. One of the things that's really changed is the drivers themselves. Um, It's kind of interesting because back in the day when I first got going, you know, it was really cowboy, Marlboro. A lot of guys from uh, Vietnam, they were truck drivers, you know, and and they were owner operators and and just wanted Mm. to live the life on the open road, right? and that's kind of changing, you know, the owner operators, in some ways, they've changed themselves. They're more, I think the new owner operator of America is the Middle Eastern uh, guys. And, um, and the, the owner operators themselves are kind of going away and it's, and the more of the fleets are kind of taken over in general. Yeah. Well, there's some laws that have had something to do with that. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm sure there's a little bit of regulation. In yeah. California. <laughs> yeah. And th- there's really an assault on that model. And it's sad yeah. because, you know, for our industry, it's always been an, an opportunity. It's, right. it's, it's the next step. It's, it's right. an opportunity. In their to, progression in their careers, yeah, right? Yeah. Take a little more risk, but make a little bit more money. Yeah. Right. And uh, that, that particular model, for a couple of reasons, which we probably don't want to get into today, but uh, it's under attack and it's sad. Yeah, it really that's is. That's terrible. Yeah. There's still going to be a place for it, but it's going to change. Sure. Going for forward. sure. Well, yeah. Davey, yeah. I know you do stuff with government affairs and stuff like that. I do. Is that a topic that has come up in your your casual settings or whoever you're talking with and the legislators or whatever? Most definitely. Yeah. And and there's there's a large group that would like to see that go away. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, ha- you can imagine, it has to do with things like taxes, right? Payroll taxes and other things that they think they're getting shorted on. Right. But what they don't realize is, is they're cutting short what really is the American dream. Yep. And the American dream business. is about being able to own your business and, mm-hmm. and being able to make it and being able to get ahead a little bit, work a little harder, make a little bit more. There's still an opportunity to do that as a company driver, but there's, there's a little more freedom. There's a when little you own more your own company. Oh, sure. When you own mm-hmm. your own company. Well, not so. only that, but I mean, you look I, like at our drivers, you know, you see our drivers and some of them have, you know, three and four trucks that they're yeah. running yeah. themselves. Like sure. how incredible is that to be able to, well, have that opportunity. You look back at some of the large truckload companies in the industry today, and they started just like that. Mm-hmm. It was an owner who had two trucks, then grew to four, then grew to 10, and today they have 1,000. You're right. Yep. 
it's 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 magical, right? Yeah, it's, for sure. It's to your point, the American dream. Yeah. Small business starts and sometimes it grows very large, sometimes they keep it scaled yeah. back. But so we're fighting in DC and amongst the states. This is not a federal thing. This although there's some involvement there, it's more of a state level issue. And we're fighting to, to try to keep that alive and to save it. But uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge right it's now. There's battle. no question. Yeah, I'm sure. Anytime you have to get involved with the, the political world, it can be a tough challenge. That's a lot a, of red tape. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's an interesting world. <laughs> How many years have you <laughs> been doing that with the government affairs and stuff? You know, I, I'm trying to think back. I started with the Arizona Trucking Association back in the mid-'90s and have mm-hmm. kind of you know, developed from, from there. there and started to work at the federal level with the American Trucking Associations and today all those associations as well as the Truckload Carriers Association. And so every, each one of these organizations kind of has a, a special way of approaching and a little uh, a unique way or a new, unique viewpoint. And so as a company, we use these associations to help get some of these things done and to shield us. Sure. You can imagine that sometimes when yeah. government wants something and a company like us goes out and says, we don't want, we don't want that, it. there could be some negative feedback yeah. or some, re- you know, I don't want to say retaliation, yeah. but there could be some negative feedback. And so we use these associations to, to kind of not, not shield us, but to shield us from, from some of that sure, and still new. be able yeah. to provide a voice. Oh, yeah. I sense. know it's nice for the drivers to know because so much of that part of your world, the, our drivers don't realize that we have somebody like you that's yeah. fighting for the betterment of, of, of uh, driving. And so it's nice for them to hear that, hey, we've got, we've got someone on our team that is yeah. fighting for you. Um, People at the ground level that are yeah. working with those people that make yeah. those laws. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, you you watch these uh, uh, you know these Marvel movies and things, yeah. and mm-hmm. and most of the people never know the world got saved, right? Yeah, right, right. Well, well, there's some really dumb ideas out there. Okay, <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> and when you go into a politician's office and you say, "Okay, I heard that you propose this." I think, and, and, you know, you got to, you got to kind of do it in a good manner. Right? So usually the, the way we approach that is we say you were well-intended and we appreciate that very much. But, but. what you don't realize is the, the unintended consequences of this law would be this. And you see them kind of their, their brain starts to think a little bit and they say, I'm glad you told me that. And then typically they either withdraw or it gets voted down or just goes away. And so much of what we do on the political side is keeping dumb ideas from, from actually going coming forward, to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put yeah, it that, that, put it that way, way, they way see it in the terms it. of voters. Yeah. <laughs> How many voters are going to be unemployed or whatever? <laughs> then they might ch- change quickly. No question. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that, that piece has just got to keep you busy. I yeah. mean, because I imagine there's a ton of stupid ideas yeah yeah is there one there's particular th- state where all these dumb ideas come out of <laughs> it might well, there's be a handful he, what shall he, we talk about it, it, the it, it might be our home state don <laughs> but no don has been very good uh you know it's not just trucking companies that are involved our our suppliers are also involved yeah. and so whether oh, it be mm-hmm. at the national or the local level <clears> don's been very engaged with the arizona trucking association and hey we have some proactive things that we're doing too. Sure, yeah. you know th- things around, uh, for example, mm-hmm. truck parking. That's a huge one we're pushing for, and we're getting money from the states and from the federal government to to help alleviate That's the nice. truck parking shortage. That's interesting. Right. 
So when you say they're, they're, they're giving you money to help alleviate that, are we talking like just giant parking lots in, in open <laughs> land that's next to, say, a truck stop, like a Loves or, or whatever, a pilot? Or are we talking just in the middle of nowhere, a big truck stop with a bathroom maybe, and they can park? It's, it's tricky um, yeah. because it's, there's not one solution. Sure. So, so I'll give you a couple examples. Um, one would be rest stops, right? Yeah. During, during uh, the Great Recession, they guess what happened? Down. They closed them yep. down. And so a lot of the opportunities that, that, that our drivers had to not only find a safe place to park, a lighted place to park, but also a bathroom restrooms, yep. and, and maybe some amenities, maybe not, were rest stops. And they closed them all down. And so one of the first things we did is we, we went after those and we said, you need to reopen these. Um, we've also been thinking very uh, uh, creatively about, hey, there's a lot of public land. Mm-hmm. Can we just clear some of this land, lay down some gravel, and open up some spots so that it wouldn't have to be on the on-ramp right. or the off-ramp? Yeah. Yeah. But we're also working at the municipal level. In other words, when, when somebody builds a warehouse, they should be required to have so much truck parking. Right. Well, guess what? They don't. They, they optimize right. the size mm-hmm. of the warehouse. And they're out and on the streets. No You're right. right. In fact, line them up. There's, there's signs that say no parking. Yeah. 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 So we need to change the zoning laws to, to the point at which if you're going to build a warehouse, you have to accommodate so much truck parking. And so it's it's multifaceted. There's not one answer, but we're making progress. That's, that's I really noticed cool. over there by, well, I don't know if you drive on my side of the hood versus your side of the hood, but <laughs> if you, um, over there, they have all, off of the 303, they have all of those warehouses yeah. now. Well, if you watch in the afternoons and the evenings, all those trucks, trucks are parked are on the side the of the road yep. because mm-hmm. there's, there's no, no parking. parking. And so I see that today every day as on my drive home is these drivers are, there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah. I'm offended that you think that I wouldn't drive on the 303. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it is a new freeway. It's much yeah. nicer than the rest of them. I just, just let saying. it drop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we did have a big victory this year with the Arizona Trekking <clears throat> Association. <clears throat> so, so this year we passed SB 1372, which um, allows us to sell a truck to somebody from out of state without charging sales tax and not having it to deliver it out of the state. So prior to COVID, if you, wanted to, if you lived in New Mexico, you want to come buy a truck here in Arizona, you could come buy it. And you don't, we don't charge you sales tax, but we got to deliver it to Las Vegas outside the state of Arizona. And so when COVID happened, we couldn't get back from Vegas. The, there weren't flights, yeah. there weren't rental cars. So we went to the state and said, hey, can we get some relaxation on this law? And they said, mm. no, you got to change it. So the Arizona uh, Zona Trucking Association helped champion this law. And so now rather than somebody from another state buying a truck and then they come and pick it up in Vegas, they fly into Arizona and they use our hotels and they dine in our restaurants oh, and they're nice. buying yeah. our fuel and, and they're experiencing this great state, right? Right. And so now we're getting all this tax revenue yeah. from, from those extra purchases that take place. Awesome. And, and that just did, that actually <clears throat> went to, into effect October 1st. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so just we're, now. we're ecstatic because that's about like 150 runs less to Las Vegas we got to do every yeah, this, year. You this know? is like the cool stuff that most of us know. don't understand yeah. is happening behind the scenes to Dave's <clears throat> point and yeah. really cool laws that are passed. And well, I'll give you, I'll give you one more example on the, on the national side that just happened. So, uh, and, and this seems to be an, an issue that you might say, well, that doesn't affect me. Well, not so fast, <laughs> right? So, so Rhode Island, little state yeah. in, the, in the Northeast, right? Some of you may have never yeah. been there. They enacted a 
tolling scheme. I call it a scheme because it was a scheme. It sounds <laughs> evil, <laughs> right? Are, but, okay. but in this case, what they were doing is they were tolling trucks, uh, heavy-duty trucks, hundreds of dollars, and cars, almost nothing. Oh. And so they were basically trying to Gouge shift the, the burden yeah. of the building and maintaining roads onto our industry. Mm-hmm. And so the American Trucking Association, along with others on the national level, sued them. And recently won, and not only won, but the judge, uh, basically the way they wrote the uh, opinion was with prejudice. Oh, and wow. so basically the guy said, shut it down within 48 hours and, and, and really, and the significance of this wasn't that Rhode Island, I mean, saved Rhode Island, big deal, right? right. There was at least a dozen states that were watching to see what would happen. Oh. So that they could do it. So they had to do change a lot of what they've got going on. And if we had lost, what would have happened is Everybody all these would states done would have done the targeting the trucking yeah. industry, not only fleets, but also independent contractors yeah. who could ill afford to do this. And, and it would have been disastrous. And yeah. so... In other words, when we talk about government affairs, there's all kinds of stuff, and we don't often talk about it, but it's happening. Mm -hmm. And that just happened in the last week. So Interesting. Good stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Like, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a fascinating world. That's cool. Hey, we're glad you guys are involved with it, and I'm sure there's many others at different trucking companies or different uh, truck manufacturers that are involved, and we love (laughs) it. I think that's great. Let's talk. Let's shift gears a little bit from government affairs and talk a little bit about the industry as a whole. Trucks. <laughs> no pun intended. Right? No yeah. pun intended. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because our trucks. You didn't even pick up on that until yeah. you did this. Yes. Because our trucks are automatic. Yeah. Well, there is no shift. Still shifting. Yeah. Yeah. Shifting. Yeah. Shifting. Right. Just the button. <laughs> so let's go. Let's talk a little bit about the industry. Um, I don't know where you want to start, Dave, Don. Either one can go. But all right. Well. Um, What's, what's happening in the industry right now is this massive supply chain challenge, right? There's, right. We, we can't build enough trucks to satisfy the demand out there. We're not even close, right? So, so like Kenworth, along with all the other OEMs, they're allocating trucks to the dealers. Where normally we could build, sell as many trucks as we want. So they came to us in, let's, uh, last year and they said, you're only going to get this many trucks. And so the moment we got our trucks for last year to sell for this year, we were sold out. So in November of last year, we were sold out for this year. Here we are, August, we got our allocation. We're sold out for all of 2023. There's no trucks. And it's not just us, it's everybody. So there's like this desperation for trucks. If you don't have a relationship with your dealer, you're not getting anything. You wreck a truck. There's no replacement and there's no rentals out there. Yeah. And the price wow. of used trucks just skyrocketed because yeah. there's no equipment out there. there's no equipment, yeah. Mm. And so what, what does that mean for a future? It's hard to say because those used trucks, everybody's running them longer. Yeah. And so they're getting older and then they're breaking more. But then there's no dang parts to fix them. Yeah. It, it's, it's awful. It's a mess. It, that's what we're running into as so well. So I guess the question is... How's Dave's relationship with Dawn? <laughs> yeah, do we have enough I mean, we're trucks? talking about if you don't have a relationship, it's you're not been, getting your trucks. It's been <laughs> strained. <laughs> yeah, strain on my part. <laughs> yeah, no, here, here's what I would say, though, it, to Dawn's point. Um, it, it's been a problem, right? And, and you've seen it in grocery stores. Yeah. We, it, it's, it's a little better. You've seen it in electronic stores. Just we can't get a hold of things. But um, there's always two sides to the coin, right? 
And so it's kind of a good news, bad news story. And, and if, you, if you understand the economics of trucking, um, while it hurts, <laughs> and it depends on how bad it hurts you specifically, because it's kind of case specific yeah. what's happened, it, it's been a good thing. And, and that sounds strange, yeah. but let me explain. So when, when you understand business, you got to understand uh, there's a guiding principle that, that has never failed. Okay. And that's the principle of supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. right? It's an economic principle that <clears throat> kind of yep. guides everything. Yep. Right. Well, if you look back in the past, um, trucking has been a tough industry. We, we get into these really, <clears throat> really good times, right? And everybody's making money and everybody's feeling good. So what do we do? We go out and buy trucks. We grow, <laughs> right? And so we'll build as an industry 350,000 trucks, which is way too many. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, what happens to the supply and demand? Demand goes down. Mm-hmm. Well, supply goes <clears throat> up. Even if demand stays flat, your pricing goes down. Yeah. And so we always self-kill uh, <laughs> a good <laughs> market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in this market, what's changed is we've been constrained by supply. In other words, we haven't had the opportunity to go out and mess it up. <laughs> and so real. what's ended up happening is the rates now spot rates are are down they're, yep. they're they're not terrible though they're down from historically peak levels which we've never seen before right. but they're still decent and so what it's done is it's prolonged the good cycle so the good news is we've had a longer good cycle the bad news is depending on whether you've been able to get a truck or not or whether you've been able to get your parts how how much impact that's had on you personally and the right. business, okay, yeah. yeah. You know, you're asking how Dave's relationship is, right? So I got to <laughs> sounds like let me let me get, let me get my two cents here on this relationship. Right. Here comes a story. You. So here, the dealer only gets so many trucks. We get so many trucks, yeah. right? I sell Dave trucks every year, and he, you guys buy them at the best price of anybody out there, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, this dude. Where's my wallet? Let me get he it. Is a negotiator. <laughs> Holy smoke! Really, he's great. And so I did something I've never done in my entire career. Uh-oh. I called him last year. I said, hey, Dave, what would you think if I paid you not to take trucks next year? Because you we did. could go out True and story. sell these trucks to somebody else for, for a lot more for money. Oh, a ton more money, right? And, and spread them out a little bit. To a lot. And Dave's like, Tom, we need these so bad. I mean, yeah. I was offering a few thousand dollars, and it's not, wouldn't even close enough. But Imagine that a dealer asking you not to buy trucks yeah. and I'll pay you not to. That's that's wild. Wow. That is crazy. And you're like, no, yeah, we need no. the trucks. You know, it's 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 interesting to to kind of weigh the trade-offs. You know, you've got a short-term payout. Yeah. Or what's the impact if we didn't have those trucks? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that, you think, okay, well, we've got the newer trucks have more safety technology. They get better fuel economy. They have lower costs. Mm. They're more comfortable for our drivers. And so while, yes, tempting to, to, to not take trucks, we'd have to run some of the older trucks longer. And so it, it's not as obvious, maybe, as you would think. Uh, there's a lot of uh, analysis that has to be done. And, yeah. and ultimately, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we are running a few trucks longer in our fleet that we oh, haven't yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure. before. Yep. Now, hey, there's a time in our past we ran trucks out to five years, and it's mm. not the end of the world. Yeah. But, but there's some trade-offs. Yeah. Sure. And so um, today we're on a four-year cycle. Uh, because we haven't, we, we've gotten most of what we want, but not all of what we want, we've run some trucks out longer. We're watching those very carefully mm-hmm. to see the impact, on, mainly on those our drivers, yeah. but also on our costs because our costs impact 
the, the whole business, including what we're able to do for our drivers. You talked about with the new trucks, <clears throat> the technology as far as the fuel economy, the safety features. And I know we talked a little bit prior to this about the three buckets. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go into a little bit about that and, and, and talking about trucks as yeah. a whole? Well, maybe I can walk through the three buckets and maybe have Don talk about maybe some of his experience in, in some yeah, of those. That's great. So when we look at truck specking, it's changed dramatically. I mean, mm-hmm. when I started specking trucks for night uh, was back in, I think, 96. Wow. And so it's been a long time. And, and really? Back, it's been yeah. a minute. That's when I graduated minute. high school. Yeah, Just well, a you know, note to everyone. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so back in those days, the, the options for trucks were something like this. You could have this alternator or you could have this alternator. You could, you know, you could have this kind of tire or you could have that kind of tire. I mean, really, a truck was a truck. And there wasn't, besides choosing brand names of certain there components, different. there really wasn't a lot of option content. Well, today, totally changed. And so when we look at specking trucks within the company, there's, there's and it isn't perfect, but there's three general buckets that I like to look at. You know, one would be safety technologies, and there's a ton of new stuff out there. Um, two would be driver comfort, and these are these are these are options that we've added more and more each year in order to be competitive. Sure. In order to to allow our drivers to have the best workspace possible. Right. And then three would be performance, and performance could be the performance of the truck, or it could be emissions performance. And so when, when we look at truck specking, those are kind of the three things, and, and a lot of lot a lot of new things out there. Sure. So, so on the performance side, you know, one of the things is also fuel economy. Yeah. Is yeah. That, that, that's really Which important. Which is a big deal right now. Oh, yeah. Yep. But back in the day, no one cared, right? right. We, they were driving W900s, long and tall, square yep. nose with cat 3406s, and they couldn't get better than five miles a gallon to save your life, you know? <laughs> but they looked good going down the road. Oh, man. Yes, they did. <laughs> right. Right. But it didn't matter because... <clears throat> Yeah, you really it wasn't as expensive. Yeah, it was it's, a lot cheaper. It's part of that freedom of being the, the American dream, you know, right. driving this big old truck, right? And so here, here's kind of a cool experiment on the aerodynamics of a truck. So if you're driving down the road right now, okay, roll down your window and stick your hand out the window like this. All right, so this is your W900, and you can feel how much, how many pounds are pushing against your hood right there, right? right. So then we came out, Kenworth came out with the, the uh, T2000. So now, now shape your hand like that. Now you can feel there's a lot, lot fewer pounds you're pushing that's pushing on your hand there, right? And so now we're up to the T680, and it's now put your hand like that. It's like rocket shape, and you can feel a difference in mm-hmm. each one of those those oh, hand wow. shapes on the aerodynamics of those trucks. Yeah, um, that's actually a great way to to, descri- to tell that story. Yeah, yeah. And you think about when you're a kid and you're always sticking your hand out the window doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly, <laughs> <That's great>. right. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, like our new models, the, the um, oh my gosh, before I forget, we got to come back to that T2000, the, the T2000, because it was okay. the worst truck Kenworth ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but you know, you brought it up. So. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. We might as well talk about it right before we, so it, it, they came out with this truck in 1996 <clears throat> and I was working as I heard a service it was a bad writer. year. <clears throat> oh, great these year. trucks. <laughs> That, that you would close the door and part of the door panel would fall off. You'd be oh driving down the road. The, 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 There's a lot the of, headliner would fall. A lot of plastic. Spontaneous <laughs> fires on the cat engines. Dave, Dave few, remembers it well. Oh, yes. Holy cow. Oh, it was disastrous. Um, and so, you know, Kenworth learned a lot from that, right? I think yeah. that the head engineer of that team, they took him out <laughs> back and 
and got four trucks and they drew and quartered them and then they fired them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the horses and the trucks pulling them. So as we come out with these new models, that lesson I think sticks with us all the time. Yeah. And so we have this new T680 next gen. That's our new truck. And it is just phenomenal. I, I just Good love truck. this truck. Yeah. The, the, the interior comforts <laughs> of it is just fantastic. The aerodynamics mm-hmm. are great. The inside what? looks, I believe that's the one correct that we already yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's, um, it looks so modern on the inside. Like it looks, it looks like it's a brand, like what you would expect in 2022. It's like a luxury car. 2023. Yeah. I mean, super awesome. Did you see the digital dash? Yes. Yeah. It's like this, there's, there's this tablet up there. Like it, it is so cool. It, it is. I mean, and you can customize where you want the gauges or you can minimize it just down to your speedometer. You know, I love it. Uh, back in the day you had to custom order your dash, right? right. Now, now the driver, you can, how do you work? You know, what, what, what do you like to do in the truck? What do you, you want to see? There. And I'll tell you your idle time, your average fuel economy, you know, um, how much time you're spending in cruise. You, yeah. you know, with having cool. that computer mm-hmm. dash, there's just amazing things you can do yeah. with it. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's so modern looking and you, I feel like, I, I mean, you obviously you're way up high and your seat's moving up and down. So you obviously know you're in a truck, but you, you almost forget, even though it kind of still surrounds you, you almost forget because it looks like a car. Well, it goes mm-hmm. back to Dave's point of comfortability, right? For the drivers. Yeah, that's, sure. That, that yeah. is, that's a comfort for them to be able to see that and put yeah. that stuff in. Yeah, yeah I love it. It's, it's interesting these days to spec a truck. And, and you know, when you, I, it's funny because I, when we travel, I, we usually try to stop at uh, some of our facilities across the sure. country. Yeah. And I love to go into the, the break rooms, right? And to, to talk to our, to our drivers. drivers. And, uh, you know, one of the questions I ask is, so tell me about your truck. What do you like about your truck? What don't you like about your truck? And you got to be careful what you ask for. Because sometimes, Cause sometimes well, sometimes they say, so who's the idiot that specs our trucks? <laughs> I don't know who that is. That, that would be me. That would be I me. I know that guy. That would be me. Sorry. Um, but when you talk to them, they kind of get it. In, in other words, when, when you look at the money that we can spend on a truck, obviously, like any of us, if you look at your own house, when you go out and buy a car, it would be nice to have everything. everything. Right. <laughs> Top of the line, everything. But, but there's trade-offs because there's, there's a cost associated with that. It's, it's no different with us. And so if you look at, if we've got a bucket of money that we're going to spend on a truck, where would you want to spend your money? Right. Well, as we talked about, there's, there's safety, important for our very, drivers. Very important, right? yep. It, 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 it's huge for our drivers. Getting home safely is the number one goal, mm-hmm. right? There's comfort, which is very important for our drivers. Yeah. Or there's performance, well, that's very important for sure. our drivers. Yeah. And so really you're allocating monies amongst all these three buckets. And not only that, like today, as opposed to in the past, there could be 15 options that are good options. They all work, yeah. right? And so it's not, I, I get Switch salesmen. The 15th. That, yeah, I get salesmen that come to me and they say, well, well I, I got a return. And I'm like, yes, you do. But your return isn't as good as this other option. Yeah. And so really we're picking from a whole bunch of good things. And so when we, when I have drivers talk to me, it's often, why don't you get this? And, and I say, well, that's a good question. That's a good option. It's we've chosen to do these things instead. And, and, and as the industry gets more healthy, as we get more extended good cycles, 
as our rates go up and stay up, we can start to afford some more of these things. And so really it's not a matter of not wanting to have, to have it. A, a good option. Linda sends me Facebook posts all the time that says, you know, why don't we do this? And why don't she we do that? And, you know, she copies, which is great because it, it, it keeps me in tune with what the feedback is. But at the same time, you know, just like your own house, you just can't buy everything. We can't afford that. Right. So it's choosing these things becomes um, a challenge. Sure. It really does. Yeah, it, but you made some great choices <laughs> on these trucks. Like on our Kenworths, Dave's been upgrading things. So, right, we just went from 400 horsepower to 450 horsepower. Performance issue for the drivers, it's a, that's always a big hit, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, safety, we've added disc brakes on the front end of the trucks, oh, right? Nice. And and that's big because, yeah. you, you know, you could stop six to eight feet faster if you're going 60 yep. miles an hour. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you dove into this, Don, because there's one that I have an issue with, with Kenworth. Oh, boy. You know? Oh, okay. Well, let's so, talk about so it. Let's talk go. about Here it. Here we go. You know, so on three of our, we have four brands of Dave, trucks. Dave, do we need to call this right? round one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Get the go. So uh, we have four brands of trucks, right? Correct. And, and, and on three of the four brands, we've gone to LED headlights. One of the brands. Is Kenworth not LED? <laughs> one of the brands, we have it. First of all, they haven't offered LED headlights until this year. But secondly, they wanted my first two children for the, as for those collateral LEDs. to buy these things. Should I they send, so him, on, should I send I mean, him our so. Facebook post on I LEDs? Think so. I think no, just no, copy Don. You know that Dave's going to go with this whole good, better, best oh selection well, process. Our LED headlights are the best in class out there. <laughs> Here comes the sales Hands pitch. Down. There we go. But, but you have are, to pay for them. They are expensive. And, and two I'll children. Tell you, even if we spec'd them this last year, you couldn't get them With, because of the supply <laughs> chain and the chip shortages. Kenworth said, "No LED headlights so, on anything." So we, we can we charge stop. whatever we want. You're not yeah, getting it anyway. We're yes. not even getting it. Right? Yeah. It's not even yeah. an option. Um, so, so this also probably is a good time to to turn to one of our issues that that's that many of our drivers have have had. And another it's something Facebook that post. We're, another Facebook <laughs> post. Is it the LED lights? It is. This is uh, collision the mitigation. Oh, swept. the collision yeah. mitigation. And, and here's, here's what I would tell you. Collision mitigation is outstanding. It's phenomenal, right? It's, it saved us. I mean, rear-end accidents before collision mitigation, which are very dangerous for the public and very dangerous for our drivers, mm -hmm. were, were so problematic. Um, it was one of our, our biggest accident profile. You know, when we look at our profiles sure. of accidents, one of our biggest accidents, one of our most expensive accidents, and one of the most deadly accidents. Well, those have... have not gone away 100%, but they're basically rare today because of this technology. Now, there's good things that have happened with this technology, and there's some challenges or some struggles that have happened with the technology. Right. Um, first versions of the technology could pick up a moving car. So as long as the car was moving, it, it knew that it, it was a car, yeah. and it would stop for it, right? What it didn't pick up was if the car was stopped, well, Ooh. that's a problem, right? Yeah. Where there, a lot of the rear endings occur. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So the, new, the, the next generation was able to pick up a stopped car, right? So now we've got both of those figured out. Well, then we started saying, well, what about fixed objects? What about light poles or rocks bridges? or bridges <laughs> or other things? <laughs> and so they've developed the technology in order to um, pick up those kind of things. Well, that's harder than it seems oh, because... What's an object and what isn't an object? And there's a ton of objects. What's a car stopped and what's a shadow yeah. on the ground? Yeah. What if a yeah. what if a plastic bag were to float in the in the wind in front of you? Is they that something to stop for? Yeah. Or, or is it not? <clears throat> what about a deer? What about a child? And so there's all these 
technical challenges that are being overcome. Well, some of our brands, some of our, our options, for example, Bendix has a camera and a radar system, and they call it fusion because they're using two different ways to look at things. It's got a higher uh, accuracy rate in terms of determining what things are. Another one of our suppliers, Wabco, has a radar only, and, and they haven't developed their camera yet. Well, on the Wabco specifically, which we get in, in the night fleet on the Kenworth and the international uh, uh, brands, we've had a few more what we call phantom brake stabs. And, and our drivers all know what these is, and they're all cussing Drives right now nuts. because... They, they know what it is. Give you a heart attack when that truck yeah. all of a sudden yeah. stops so, for no reason. So we've, we've worked with them, we've worked <clears> with them, and there just isn't an easy solution. There is a solution, but we're not sure it's the right way to go. One of the solutions is we could roll back the technology to where it only picks up a car and ignores all fixed objects. Well, sometimes we need yeah. it, right? Yeah. And so we could, we could alleviate the problem by doing that, and, and we've been pressing on the manufacturer to fix it. And we haven't gotten them to, to, to that point yet. And so next year, we're actually going to start ordering Bendix, which is the camera on the on the Kenworth. On the Kenworth. But it, it's something we're aware of. It's a problem. I get it. Um, but there, but, but like anything, there's not like a, a really easy There's not an solution. Overla- overnight solution, yeah. There's trade-offs. Yeah. Right. And so if we do roll back that, that version to where we only pick up cars – you know, how much more, how many more accidents are, are we going right. to have? Right. So, we don't so then deal I guess with. The, quest, the question then comes for the Kenworth, since we're going to move to the Bendix. Mm-hmm. On the Kenworth in the fleet today, are we going to remove the Webco and put on Bendix? You, you can't. That's the problem. No, I think you yeah. just... It has to be programmed. It has to be programmed. It's wired deep into the truck. Yeah, you would, okay. you would have new to... New technology, yeah. You okay. Just, you gotta you'd, let you'd have to completely out. dismantle the truck and build it again, and, and that's just not feasible. Okay, no. so that's that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. I, I think false braking events are probably the biggest complaint I get on on our trucks, you know, if depending on which system you have. Um, a lot of them, you could alleviate the problem yourself. <clears throat> Don't have your crews on in a construction zone. It's just... <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that's sense. where a lot yeah. of them take place is in construction zone. Yeah, well. I, I don't want you to think it's like the systemic problem that happens every day, but it does happen. <laughs> it happens you know? more than it should. Yeah, and right. I think next year going to Fusion, um, Kenworth's yeah. kind of really integrated with Bendex quite well. I, th- I think we're going to see some fantastic yeah. results next Good. year. Yeah, and hey, from a from a specking standpoint, um, you know, we stuck with Wabco. The, the, the Bendex is more expensive. Plus, we, we, we really don't want to have to rely on just one supplier sure. right right we've learned our lesson in the past that sometimes when you're with one that's a great choice and sometimes that one has all the problems and sometimes when you have one you don't have any options they start to raise the price and now you can't afford it anymore and so yep. strategically we we like to keep a couple of options but in this case um it, it didn't work out as well as we would have hoped right that's yeah not to throw wabco totally under the bus here i just want they are upgrading their system it's coming probably the end of next year from what i hear they're going to add a camera system to it not fast enough so, they, not, it's, so it's they, not they have the technology <laughs> they just need to uh, they're they're work on. On. yeah, yeah. They're working oh they're on. still developing that yeah. technology okay yeah yeah but but other safety technologies that we're also considering right now and, and some of it we have in our trucks and some we don't um lane departure oh yeah and and there's different versions of that yep. you felt it there's the i call it the the ping pong one where it kind of bumps you off yeah, the side it's like yep. you're going, yep. yeah then they have the lane centering that actually 
turns the wheel for you, which is really cool technology. It's 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 a little freaky to trust. Remember when that happened to us or to Larry? Not to uh, us, to you. Geez. As you were driving. I, yeah. Because Freaked I don't know, out. somebody forgot to use a blinker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this what happened? Yeah. It wouldn't let me, like, get, I was trying to get over it. It wouldn't let me get over Because there was no blinker involved. Like, like oh. it was like. So you're fighting the yeah, it was like, uh, power, power, power steering was gone. I, like, yeah. forced my way he over. He was literally fighting with it. And then he's he's yelling at the car, and I'm like, uh, use yeah. the blinker. And so then I used the blinker, and I was like, oh, it lets you know. Just use the blinker. You'll be good. Uh, but uh, side, op- side object detection is another one. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's a radar that sits on the side of the truck that lights up your A-pillar that, that's that lets you know. I that's mean, nice, just, too, because there's so cars. much blind, blind spots do, for the you drivers. You see the cars. That's amazing that they've got it in trucks now with... Well, the, the trick with trucks is with a car, it's only so long, right? right? With a truck, you got to keep looking back and uh-huh. back and back. And yeah. so having a radar that's got the range... And oh, by the way, to, to capture what's right next to you and not the lane over. Yeah, that's and so hard part. it's it's right now it's a little expensive, but um, we are looking at it for our hint, trucks. Hint, hint. And we, yeah, <laughs> these are all hints. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Just point it out. If you're not making mental notes of this, we yeah. can give you the video later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but adding cameras, um, just just anything we can do to support the safe safety of operation it. of the awesome. truck is are things that we're looking at right now. So mm-hmm. I know the um, my car's got that where it lights up. And I think they call it blind spot mm-hmm. something, yeah. so that you know somebody's over there. But the problem with that technology is you got to be perfect in your lane, and the person next to you has to be perfect in their lane. Otherwise, if you're over a little bit, it may not see that person if they're over yeah. the opposite way, right? Yeah. So. There's some good and bad. I haven't had any issues with, with mine. That's shocking. Linda. <laughs> you must have old technology. Evidently. Are you using your blinker uh, yet? Yes, all the Yay, time. see? <laughs> the car has trained you. Yeah. Well, that or my wife. One, one of the two. Courtney, I would she say gets a medal. <laughs> That's right. You know, when you talk about driver comfort, um, Don, maybe you have some thoughts there on what's new, but, but we've added quite a bit into our trucks to... to, to Try to help our drivers have a more comfortable space to, to work in and to live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the two big options yeah. that you guys did that the drivers just love. I mean, if sometimes, you know, they won't buy a truck that's on the lot and stock if it doesn't have these two options. One's the smart wheel. So you got the controls for your radio and your cruise control right that's at your fingertips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so convenient because the old days you got flip stuff. Yeah. yeah. You just, it, yeah. Hey, okay, we're cruising along, and then it encourages <laughs> the drivers to use the cruise because which they save fuel economy. Yeah. The, the more you're in cruise, the more fuel you're going to save. Yep. So right. that is one they just love. That's a good option. The other one they that you did that I really like is the in cab fifth wheel release. So instead of having to get out, go oh, back yeah. to your trailer, get this bar, get underneath yeah. there, get all greasy, hurt your elbow, hurt your shoulder, mm-hmm. yanking on that thing, set it in park, you flip a switch, boom, you Done. just uncoupled your trailer. Yeah. Huge. Jeez. Drivers love that. Dave, yeah. where was that stuff that's, when I did my ride along? That's on all of our trucks now. So, yeah. yeah, you still got to unhook yeah. the airlines. Don't forget that about that. You need to appreciate that. That. That, was, that was gnarly. That it's would actually much nicer to have. good experience to do it though, just so you can feel <laughs> yeah, the pain. It makes yeah. you appreciate. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard work. Yeah. Sure. One of the other things we just added to the to the trucks a couple of years ago is what we I call start stop technology, and uh, basically it's a technology that that monitors a couple different things. It can monitor, and depending on the brand, they all work a little bit differently, but um, it'll monitor. Battery, battery levels, 
And so basically when the truck is off at night and uh, there's still a draw, right? Because mm-hmm. you got little things going yep. on. In order to protect the batteries and allow you to start the truck in the morning, it monitors that level. And if it gets to a certain level, the truck will turn itself on, run for a period, charge the batteries, Recharge and then it, yeah. shut itself off mm-hmm. without anybody touching anything. Yep. Um, there's That's also, amazing. Yeah. Our drivers al- love that. There's yeah, also an option. get up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exa- well, they wouldn't know. They would just wake they up would. and the truck wouldn't start. Yeah. So um, what, what was... what? What was funny is when we first started rolling those out was the driver's like, oh, my God, it scared the crap out of me. I thought somebody started my truck. <laughs> right. right. So it startled them at sure. first. Yeah. And then now they're just they're just accustomed yeah. to it and they're fine with it. But at first it scared them because they're like, who's yeah. in my truck? <laughs> It'll also manage um, cab temperature. And yeah. so if you're in a, in a, in a period where it's, you've got <clears> extreme <throat> temperatures and instead of having to, to just run your bunk heater. Yep. And, and this is also works in conjunction with a bunk heater. In other words, the bunk heater will keep the, the cab Going. at a certain temperature, but the bunk heater draws down the batteries. Battery. Yeah. And so early in the morning, rather than waking up and the bunk heater's gone Off. because the batteries are dead, it has started the truck and stopped the truck and started the truck and stopped the truck. And so that's something that um, we added in lieu of APUs. I'll say it. <laughs> I have a hard time getting <laughs> APUs out of my mouth, not, not because they're a bad technology. It's just they're so dang expensive. I, the, the APU conversation. I, I mean, that I've only been, always. I've only been with the company six years, yeah. and ever since I got here, you hear about APUs. APUs. We can buy mm-hmm. fifteen or twenty options for the same price as yes. you spend for an APU. They're just really, really expensive. And so this this start stop technology oh, to us is a bridge technology to to satisfy that need until a better, more economical solution comes along. Makes sense. But um, lots of things we're doing. Inverters, new plugs. Mm -hmm. You'll notice, you know, some of the old cigarette lighter type plugs and some of the old USBs are are being replaced by the The newer style ones. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're constantly, and and they're small changes, but hopefully they're they're appreciated. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, and you've increased the size of your alternators from 160 amps to 200. We have because there's so they're, the drivers have so much stuff in there, you know, sleep yeah. apnea machines, and TVs, and computers. And, they need it. And the and the refrigerators. Oh, that's the number one killer of battery. You know, you leave yeah. it on and park it for the weekend and forget. Um, so yeah. the APA, the the auto start stop system, really. Yeah, that's a that's a cool feature. And, yeah, great yeah. feature. So, so another hint: APUs work on price or different technology. Well, that's not theirs necessarily. Yeah, that's more of an that's aftermarket, just an o- yeah, aftermarket okay. option. Doesn't They're mean just, you can't they, look they, into they, it. The, you'd have to <laughs> you'd have to run the APU for eight or nine years to pay for it. Oh and wow! Even then, yeah, even then, it's 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 sketchy whether you very get, hard to get, get money a, out of a payback. Yeah. And then it, you get increased downtime because <clears> now you got this other unit that needs to be maintained and the oil has to be changed on it. You know. Yeah. Um, and then when you go to resale. There's not a whole lot of uh, payback no. on the resale. It's kind of like a, a pool in the backyard of your home. Yeah. Oh, Spend yeah. a lot of money, but it's not like it really increases the value. Twice a year. Just, it's a cool feature it. when you look right. at it, right? Yeah. Yep. Then um, this, this last area, performance, you know, there's there's several things we've done. Don mentioned uh, specifically on the Kenworth, we, we upped the horsepower. And um, that, that you know, hey, look, there's, there's this balance that we have. Again, mm-hmm. trade-offs is an important exactly. word that you use when you spec a truck. Sure. You know, we're trying to get maximum fuel economy. At the same time, it can't be a dog. In other words, it, it needs to actually go up the hill. And so you're always tinkering with, and sometimes we go too far, sometimes we don't go far enough. And so we rely heavily upon our engine manufacturers to give us the best 
of both worlds. Yeah. And right. sometimes, sometimes we go one way or the other. And so we recently upped our horsepower to 450 in the Kenworth, which gives us a lot more climbing power, a, lot, yeah, a little bit more good. torque, mm-hmm. stay in that peak torque range. Mm-hmm. But we've added the disc brakes, which Don, Don mentioned, and, and then from an environmental side, which we may not have time to get into, we're, we're doing all kinds of things. So, um, again, trade-offs, there's lots of buckets to fill. <laughs> oh we're trying goodness. our best to, to, to meet each of those demands, and it's, 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 it's a challenge. Well, yeah. if, if, why can't the drivers have air-conditioned seats? Why can't they? Oh, because it's a trade-off. I'm just yeah. teasing Dave, right? Because, because Kenworth a, charges way like, too much for them. Dang, way Kenworth! Too much. I set myself up for that one. Yeah, yes, yes, you me. did. Yes, you did. Come on, Don. Is, it is the price probably down. a thousand dollars to put an air conditioned seat in there, right? Jeez, Louise. Yes. You know, and you're buying a, a hundred trucks. Yeah. All of a sudden, they just spent a hundred thousand dollars on these AC seats. On the AC yeah. seats. So, it's, so this is a good topic, Don, because Linda and I have had this discussion before. We have. Yes. Talk about this not, okay. not about AC seats. You you just opened a can of worms that I didn't want to open, but hey. But it's, it's, it's all yeah, let's go ahead and He's like, it. do you know uh-oh. who's sitting but, in front of you? But seats. So so I you know, I've spent twenty five years specking trucks for this company. Right. And and it's funny because seats is always a subject that, mm-hmm. that we talk about. And Hang on as, a second. For all of our listeners, see, I do talk to him about it, seats. She does. It's come up. In fact, the other, I think a couple of weeks ago, I said, Linda, we've already talked about this. <laughs> True statement. So, so in my career, I've made some good moves and I've made some bad moves. Sure. Right. And, and I thought, you know, it was way back when it wasn't Kenworth. It was actually Volvo when the 670 first came out or the VN oh, first yeah, came yeah. out. They had these Isringhausen seats, and and Isringhausen oh. is a is a European brand, right? Mm-hmm. And man, they looked really cool. They had these neat fabrics. They had like buttons galore. You could you could raise this side, that side, this side, lumbar, all these adjustments and everything. And and so we'd get in, we'd gotten some complaints about seats. So I said, you know what? Let's spend some money and get the good seat. I have never had more complaints <laughs> in my seat. entire career than after that change. And so as, mm. as we got out and we tried to listen, and, and, and believe me, to our, to our drivers, we'd listen. We do listen. True that, statement. Now, we may not be always able to do something about it, but we do listen. And, and it's in our minds as we're trying to, to go Expect forward. The next mm-hmm. one, right? So as we got out and we listened, what we found out was – the best seat was wide and flat and very few adjustments. They wanted it to be simple. They wanted it to be wide and flat. Interesting. And so, you know, you'll always have an individual that says, hey, I'd like an upgraded seat. Well, what does that mean? Because mm-hmm. everybody's different. Yeah. Does it mean fabric? Does it mean more adjustments? Does it mean, what, what exactly does that mean? And comfort Why? for me is different yeah. than comfort for sure. you. Oh, so. sure. Seats are hard to spec, you know, because you got yeah. big drivers, you got thin drivers. You yeah. know, you don't want to be too wide for the thin guys, but you want so too the, narrow for the, the larger The Goldilocks folks. seat, the one that's in the middle right. that you get the <laughs> least amount of complaints about is wide and flat. And that's basically what you'll see in our trucks for the most part. There you go. That's, that's yeah. a simple solution. We did. We just had this conversation just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Again. It was a Facebook yeah. post that you of course, posted. Of course. It was again, because I never <laughs> stopped trying. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
What, what are you trying to get him to do? Uh, any, Nothing. Any, he, she she yeah. just tries LED to let him know, hey, this is the conversations one. going yeah. on out here. Yeah, oh, yeah. LED lights was one. So. Which three of the four? I know. Yep. And just All happened to have this. There. We'll get there. For the record, the fourth one is here. Don, can you imagine how much LEDs they would purchase if the price was right? I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there, Don. Can you get it from the supplier already? Yeah. Night transportation needs those lights. Exactly. Don, staying on the topic of technology, what is the future of Kenworth as it pertains to, and I know I'm going to say a bad word here, electric trucks? It's not a bad word. No, I, I, I think there's a place for electric trucks. And, you know, um, California is really forcing the issue yeah, they on the are. industry, right? They got this new law that's taking place. It's called the Act. Aren't Advanced they forcing clean that on truck. everyone, not just the industry, oh, but it's all people? Kind of. On no. the manufacturers when it comes out in 2024. So they'll say 5% of your tractors have to be EVs okay. um, or zero emissions, let me okay. say, in order for you to sell... Um, diesel trucks. Right. So 5%, zero emission, 95 diesel trucks, right? And that continues all the way to 2024 to 2040, where they totally eliminate uh, diesel trucks mm-hmm. out there in California. And so they're really forcing the issue. But it's, it's, so comp- it's so complex because, you know, zero emissions is either battery or hydrogen mm-hmm. or a combination of the two. <clears throat> um, we have all these natural gas trucks that we went out and, and built and put infrastructure in so you can get fueling. And now they're, they're pushing those natural gas trucks out and they're forcing everybody going to hydrogen or hydrogen electric is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no infrastructure for hydrogen. So <clears throat> that has to be built. And then the, the electricity, the, the infrastructure for the, for the electric grid, trucks yeah. has to be uh, built, right? Yeah. Yeah. So say you want an EV today. You have to order the charger and do the infrastructure before you order the truck. That's because if you order the truck, we're going to have the truck built and you won't have the infrastructure and you won't have the charger. Right. Interesting. Um, But I don't think, gosh. So when you say infrastructure, there's a lot of different things that go into that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about a charger or charging (laughs) stations along the roads, which would need to be built. But then you have to look at it and say, well, how quickly can you charge? Yeah, because right now you fuel up, it takes 15, 20 minutes and you're gone. But a charge Mm -hmm. could be hours. hours. Ideally, (laughs) it would be nice if it was sitting at the customer. So when they're backed into the dog, they're charging at the same time. You mean while it's being unloaded? Yes. But even then, they like that. But even then, (laughs) you're only there for an hour or two. Well, and if you're dropping hook, there's no opportunity. Oh, yes. So then you're saying, well, how much how much charge Mm -hmm. do you get to a battery? What's your mileage range? So are we just doing local runs yeah. to where then when you stop at night, it charges? So we did a, we did a Beyond the Rig episode before, if you want to look I that remember. one up, on uh, EVs right. and went into all those issues. And not a lot has changed. There are, there are a few things that have changed since then. But, but keep in mind, there's a couple of things. It's, and, and it's every electric, every zero emissions vehicle. It's weight, range, and cost. Mm-hmm. Those are the three issues. They're really mm-hmm. heavy. They're really expensive, and they don't go very far. Right. And so when, when we look at these, um, you know, what Don referred to, the ACF or the ACT, depending on whether you're a fleet or a dealer, because they've attacked both, yeah. um, we've, we've, we've got to know what's going on. And so we have some Kenworth trucks coming mm-hmm. in 
We've got one that should be showing up any day to uh, our, uh, our uh, rancho site in, in, on the night side. Mm-hmm. And then we've got several that are coming in to Jerupa Valley on the swift side. Mm. And so what we know is they run between 150 and <coughs> 200 miles. Um, but, but really what we found is the biggest issue is <coughs> infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the issue. So we went into Drupa Valley and we met with SoCal Edison, which is the utility provider in Southern California. We said, okay, we want to do 30 <coughs> trucks and, and we just want to do a test. So, you know, we can get the chargers, we can get everything in. We just need enough power to handle these 30 trucks. And it was, like, it, it was like four or five megawatts, which is enough to power a city of 50 to 100,000 people oh just gosh. for 30 trucks. And so my next question was, okay, if we need that much juice in order to just charge these 30 trucks, we've got seven or 800 trucks in this particular facility. How are we going to do that? You know what their answer was? We can't. Oh. So, so <clears throat> when we talk about government relations, mm-hmm. here's where one of those bad ideas kind of hits, hits the fan a little bit in that California is saying that we all have to go to 100% EVs. Uh-huh. But the grid does not yeah, no. have the capability. Not, right? and, and oh, by the way, it's not like you just, okay, let's do a little investment in the grid. We're talking about nuclear power generating stations wow. or, or new ways of generating electricity. There is not enough electricity on the planet to convert the heavy-duty truck fleet. It's a different proposition than a car to electric. Right. And so, so here's where we have, and we're trying to, talk to the politicians and help them understand that. And it's, and it's like talking <clears throat> to a brick wall right now. Mm-hmm. Well, these are, these are the California politicians, correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. Shock. That's shocking. So today all we can do as a, as a company is we can test and try and prepare ourselves to know what's coming. And that's what <clears throat> Kenworth and, and, and Knight and Swift have, have teamed up together to, to do, do that. But to haven't, it, haven't yeah. they already had issues with the grid <laughs> just with the consumer yeah. yes. cars? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Like they've had blackouts because too many people are charging at the same time. Correct. Well, you combine, you combine a couple of things. You combine uh, the usage of air conditioning, which is probably the biggest draw from a household sure. perspective, sure. with charging vehicles, and all of a sudden they have, they call them brownouts. They don't, you know, a blackout, I guess, yeah. is too dramatic. Brownout is... <laughs> But but the rolling it brownouts, all yeah. and basically they'll take sectors of 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 cities offline for a period in order to keep the that's demand crazy. down. Mm-hmm. Well, so if that's perfect. the case, what happens if we need to get charged and there's a load to deliver, and all of a sudden there's a brownout? Well, now we've got to have what we call resiliency, and resiliency means that we're using solar panels to charge batteries. So that if the grid goes down, the solar kicks in. We we use the battery power that we've stored up from the solar to charge the trucks. Wow. Well, the problem there is That's now right. the cost of infrastructure rises exponentially, to where you know a, a, a single truck <clears throat> and a reasonably adequate charger could be one point two million dollars each. Oh my! Wow! Each. And they expect wow, that's so gonna the transportation companies to do that. I know. Oh, by the way, those trucks down a lot of those trucks can't do as much work as, as a diesel, diesel truck. Oh, their yeah. duty cycles what like a third of a yeah. So uh, so for a diesel us, truck. I mean, you know. So now the driver's not even making any money because they can't roll. Yeah, but hey, look, we, we want 
a, a clean environment. I think everybody mm-hmm. will sure. argue That's that, true that statement. clean air, clean environment, clean water, we want it. And, and we're going to do what we need to do. But at the same time, there's trade-offs. Yeah. You heard that word before, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, hey, look, let's get there in an economically feasible way. Right. And, and so far, we've not made as much progress as we would have hoped with the politicians. But we're going to keep working on it. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I, I want to mention, I know you went off and you, you asked the question, question, which is great, but we wanted to let everybody know that, hey, that was one of the questions that came from um, the social media post because they posted and asked our yeah. drivers for right. some questions. And we have a few more. About yeah. the uh, electric vehicles? About the electric vehicles. Sure. So yeah. um, We get asked about that a lot, the you? electric vehicles. Well, yeah. And it's just, I'm telling you, it's really new technology <clears throat> for the class eights. Like, you haven't even taken the first one yet. We haven't even yeah. delivered our first one to them. We'll get it here and shortly. And they're great test partners. We get mm. good feedback. And So uh, are yeah. we testing them anything? Are we testing electric trucks outside of just local deliveries? Or is that all that's capable of doing right now? We've done one other test before. And uh, <clears throat> we tried to test it to its limit. And it, and it came back with like, you know, 1% battery left. And oh. driver's eyes were this big. <laughs> and freaking out. Didn't, oh, yeah. didn't want to get towed. And so, <laughs> yeah, we've... but but but. N- Normally, what we're going to do is we're going to put it in like the port of L.A. Mm-hmm. We're going to put it in some dedicated operations in the Inland Empire in Los Angeles to keep it in a comfortable yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. But the problem is, is that there's only so much of our freight that fits that profile. Right. right. Mm-hmm. right. And so we're going to have to figure out a way to get it longer distance, which means if we do, charging has got to be faster. Yep. Um, you know, 15 minutes to jolt it. Well, yep. That's a lot of juice running through that truck. Yeah. yeah. And it has an impact on the chemistry of the battery, which shortens the life. Right. <laughs> True mm-hmm. statement. Trade-offs, right? <laughs> I'm going I'm to be like a broken record here, but, but that's kind of where it's at right now. Keyword, trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Well, would you like to ask Don the next question from our yeah, from, viewing audience? Yeah. The next question is, why is the production of the W900 being discontinued? That, that was look, this. At, look at look at the <laughs> smile that went on his face. Good question, <laughs> yes, right. Yes. right? That's like everybody loves that truck. I mean, that's it's that's a man's truck, right? <laughs> um, and and they want they want to know when is it going away. So is it going to go away starting in twenty twenty four with the, some of the new uh-huh. emission laws, or is it twenty twenty seven when the new emission laws take place then? Because you got to devote engineering hours to a product to to keep it in emission compliance, right? So are they going to invest that money in the W900 because they don't sell as many as they used to, Mm -hmm. right? We're going towards fuel efficiency. So will they, how long is it going to be around? Honestly, I don't know. It could end, it could end at the end of 2023 and that's, and we're done. Or it's going to be 2027, one of the two. Oh, by the way, before I forget, oh, I brought you guys a gift. Oh, oh, we love oh. gifts. All right, this is the logo, the the Kenworth bug, and this is uh, off of a W nine hundred. That's awesome! Oh, that's yeah. cool. Wow! But I thought I'd get one before they went away and give it to you guys. Thank awesome. you. That is awesome. Check Hang it out. on the wall here. We you know? totally have to. This has got to be part of our <laughs> studio. Let me see it. Well, he did say it's a man's man. It's also a woman. He did. He did say it was he, a Linda truck. He did so. say that. That's so pretty cool. cool huh? That's really cool. So for those, so for those that don't know, um, what Don was referring to is is a, is a new rule. It's a federal rule, and basically it's a greenhouse gas rule. And what it means is that um, 
we need to reduce the amount of greenhouse gas emissions that we as an industry put off, mm -hmm. and particularly CO2. Mm -hmm. And CO2 is directly proportionate to the amount mm -hmm. of fuel that you burn. And so what it means is we need to get better fuel economy. Mm -hmm. And so some of these tall and flat and long and tall type type trucks that, that are really cool looking, yeah. and they just don't cut it anymore. Yeah. And so 2024 is the next step. We've already been through one step, but 2024 is the next step. And then 2027 is the big step. And so what you'll see on our trucks are things that we've adopted, but not necessarily by choice. We talked about options and considerations. Well, some of those are, are things we choose and some of those things that are chosen for us. Gotcha. Right. And in this case, we're going to get chosen for us some options that <laughs> will help us to get help better fuel up. economy. Sure. And in some cases, it means the demise of some trucks that just aren't as aerodynamically efficient. The, the cool classic. The cool classic. The classic. Class. Yeah. Yep. So, right. so to answer your question, when's going to, if I had to guess, I would say it's going to end in uh, 2023. So next year's Kenworth's 100th anniversary, and they're coming out with a special edition W900. And they're going to release 900 of them, and that's it for next year. And they're, so they're all numbered, serialized. They'll have special paint jobs, some interior oh, features. Cool. And so if I was them, I'd say, well, this is going to be the end, right? Um, yeah. So that's, that's my best guess, sir. Yeah. Best know. guess. Y you heard it here first, 2023. <laughs> maybe. 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 Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a maybe. few out there still, but <laughs> yeah. There was another question. Question. Well, we had kind of already hit that question. It was about okay. the collision mitigation and, okay. and what we're doing yeah. to fix that. And working on it. Yep, we've Sorry. already kind of covered yep. it. Apologize, <clears throat> my fault. Working on it. But just remember <laughs> the key word of the day: trade-offs. 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 Mm. Trade it's an important word. <laughs> I'm going to use that in negotiation with my kids. Yeah, trade-offs. Trade trade-offs here. Trade-offs. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I, I mean, like it's it. not his first rodeo using that it's, word because he's used it over and over. <laughs> it's a, it's a clearly a good word that works yeah. well. Um, All right. So we've got some final final thoughts, right? Yeah. And it, so, but when you when you give mm. your final thoughts, mm. I want you to think about if you had every driver out there that was listening, you had their ear. What is it that Don Blake from Kenworth would share with them? Wow. You know what? That's a big question. I guess uh, my, my curse is be good. You know, you're representing our industry, you know. Be kind, courteous, uh, watch out for human trafficking, go get tat trained. Um, be good representation of our industry. You know, fight, fight the good fight. I like to say that. And, I like uh, it. And, um, yeah, that's what yeah. I'd say. Be good. That's great. Be good. Oh, be great. kind. Yeah, be yeah. kind. Be yeah. kind. Dave? You know, I, I would add to that, and I would just say, uh, <clears throat> I, guess, I guess, two words to start, and that's thank you. Um, thank you for all that you've done. That's great. Um, you know, if, if you go back to, we, we just experienced as a country probably one of the single most um, uh, life-changing events, at least in our generation, in a pandemic. Right. We saw life as we know it just come to a, a complete halt. halt. I mean, I don't know that anything else could have actually done that. And and from day one, our the men and women that drive our trucks were out there delivering goods, delivering uh, safety, PPE, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. pr protective equipment, delivering food, um, basically keeping people alive. And, and you know... 
I got to imagine that there was many that were in the back of their minds going, well, what about my safety? And yet you got in the truck, you Every made day. the deliveries and kept it going. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we saw was we saw a country that appreciated that and, and, and that, that recognized yep. it. And, but unfortunately, short memories. <laughs> and so, you know, you go back, we go back to the legislatures and we say, hey, look, the professional men and women that drive trucks in this country are what kept you afloat, what kept the economy afloat during this yeah. difficult time. We need to do something for them. And, and, and we use that a lot, but yet it's often forgotten. So, so from bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. Awesome. I think I would add that, <clears throat> add to that is patience. You heard it here. We're, we're working on working something on for, um, for the Wabco. Thankfully for the, for the uh, Kenworth, that's going to be the Bendix system, which you're already familiar with. So patience, we are working on trying to fix <laughs> and, that. And keep the feedback coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, always. You, know, you may not see an immediate reaction, but it but it hasn't gone unnoticed, and it's in the back of my mind, in the back of our minds, and we're working on it. Yeah, and he passes that feedback on to us, to Kenworth. Sure. I mean, they've made Kenworth a better trucking company, better specs, better trucks, because of the feedback that your drivers give up to Dave and then and right into Kenworth. That's great. Love awesome. it. Awesome. Well, let me say thank you to both of you. Thanks for having us. And Dave, for for being with us today. We appreciate it. This has been awesome. I've actually learned a lot, too. So I know our drivers have probably learned a lot. So this has been fantastic. So we just wanted to say thanks. Hopefully we get to do it again. Dave, I know this is your second time. Yeah. Maybe my last. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you get a chance to do it again. But to our audience (laughs) out there, thank you for listening and watching. And please make sure that you go and find us on social media. Continue to follow us at Beyond the Rig Podcast, wherever you might be able to see us on those social medias. And and remember what, Linda? Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. (laughs) We out. We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 10-10 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.